1-800-242-7742 to see what they can do for your business. What's up, world? It's your boy, the one and only, the primetime capper pop DiBiase, and this is the one and only show, the primetime angles radio show. And now it seems like we are becoming like the best in sports betting because once again, we had a big one last night. Absolutely incredible last night. Once again, it was a 58 to 1. I say absolutely incredible as if we haven't been doing this for like the last five years or so. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But we did hit a 58 to 1 ticket last night uh, with the uh, primetime MLB pick six. Um, and we got lucky. I'm going to keep it real. The A's got us a big, big, big win last night. Big win. Talk about big. They were down 4-1 to one going into the bottom of the ninth. The Rays had actually got ahead. They got three runs. They were looking good. I actually had gave up on the game. And I actually was kind of wiped out yesterday. So I passed out. I woke up this morning and I saw bad beats for the Rays. I said bad beats for the Rays. Then I looked up and I saw 5-4. to four, And then I looked at I just had to make sure because I hadn't checked my... Um, balances or anything yet but there it goes as i told you guys yesterday um literally you could go ahead and put 20 bucks on a ticket and come up with your rent money and exactly and that's exactly what happened um yeah i know you guys call them lotto tickets and everything but i call them high value tickets it's a difference and i know a lot of people just hand out what they want to hand out you know the handout four chalk bets and then they'll be like damn we hit the parlay but it was for three to one and then you feel real bad because then you got to put a whole lot of money on those bad boys for it to really go the way that you want it to go. So, hey, it is what it is. Let's go ahead and talk about though what really happened last night, uh, what, what the big news was last night, uh, and that was the NBA draft. I do have my list of winner uh, of teams that won. I'm not going to talk about teams that lost because I felt like every team had a moment where they really just – was losing their mind during this draft, to be dead honest with you, because I ain't never seen that many trades. I know that there was a lot of trades the year before and the year prior, but it seemed like everybody in the second round was a proposed trade rights deal to another franchise. So it's like, wow, like, what are we doing here, in a sense? You know what I mean? Like, you really want to tell yourself, like, okay, are these guys, like, why are you guys even in draft spots like this if you're not going to take the player that's here but everybody's moving money everybody's moving moving everything and i think that's a sign of the times that a lot of these nba teams they just really need moving parts because a lot of these teams are already set the way that they are you know and uh but you do got to go ahead and go through the food chain the, the recycling bin a little bit and um it just feels like that a lot of these players are the same player and so it makes it to where it's really tough to figure out who's going to be an all-star, who's going to be an all-pro, who's going to be a bust, who's going to... They all, like, so, so similar. And it seemed like, especially last night with the Hawks, it seemed like you would say, damn, did they draft the same position? But I'm thinking that Cam Reddish is going to play more of a two, three position, and then you'll get DeAndre Hunter, who's going to be more of a four and a five. Three, four, five, flex out, uh, flex player, um, stretch, you know, and um, I think that the Hawks did win the draft because they already had two top ten picks, and then they got two of the 
best possible players that you could get in those spots. They were able to uh, get high value with Hunter, and then they were able to get even, and they were able to get the same type of value with Cam Reddish, a guy who could have been taken in the top five. But, you know, he he did play for Duke last season. Now, if he would have played for somebody else, he would have had a different outcome in the draft in my opinion he probably would have went in the top five he would have landed either with the uh, Cavs or with the um, or still with the Hawks but just a little bit earlier and the Hawks did not have to give up anything to make solidify that they would have Cam Reddish there at the 10 spot they a lot of people thought that they were going to be able to take him at the eight and I was thinking to myself that maybe Minnesota moved up in an idea to go ahead and get Cam Reddish, but they decided to go ahead and get Jared Culliver, a guy that I was very, very high on when it came to these uh, six, seven, six, eight, uh, two, three um, players. You know what I mean? The guys that are playing guard and four, really. Uh, so I really did like that that situation going on in Atlanta. And Atlanta really improved themselves because now they got two guys that can be on the wing. And since they score so much, it's going to be huge. It's going to be fun to watch uh, the show in Atlanta. They might not win a, a lot of games, but they're, they're going to be very competitive. And they got a nice little young core. And then they have the pieces to make a good trades and things of that nature as well, too. Sometime down the road. Because I look at a lot of these teams that are drafting in the top five, that they're just really just using a lot of these assets to make bigger deals down the road. You know what I mean? Because these teams are always trading partners. Grizzlies, Pelicans. The Knicks are not so much. Uh, the Hawks. You know, the Cavs are always a trading partner. Suns. You know, Suns traded out. Suns were smart. They knew that they did couldn't they couldn't get Ja Morant. So what was the point uh sitting around and just forcing yourself to take somebody? They decided to go ahead and move back to eleven and they were able to get the get their guy. You know, and I think that the Suns are fairly happy with the with the player that they drafted as well, too. That I'm trying to get Phoenix's draft pick because it was so many guys, but you have to understand this was one of the less heralded groups I've ever seen in draft history, to be dead honest with you too. This wasn't a group that people got super excited about. This was just guys that felt like they were good enough to play in the NBA at this point. And the NBA is tough, man. It really is. And I do really feel like these guys have to tell themselves, all right, look, for me to be great, it starts today. You know, it's not really, you haven't really made it when you got drafted. So, you can't, and also, you can't expect these players to be the end-all, be-all of what you, what you expect them to be with your franchise and everything like that. Uh, so I'm looking at Phoenix and Phoenix did have to move that pick pick to Minnesota last night and they were able to get Johnson last night that pretty good player you know I think that but honestly though it looks like the Phoenix Suns uh, Twitter really just did not care about who was on their team last night because they just know that it's another damn draft pick and it's hopefully he don't fail. Hopefully he'll show up and do something for us, you know. But they do have Sark uh, right now um, as well, too. That was a part of that deal. And they literally are going to make themselves a very, very happy team 
somewhere down the road, the Suns, but the Suns aren't in my top five of best drafts last night. I just felt like they just, they they got the Keep It Real award last night. Now, we got, uh, now we got, now we got in place, we got some things in place right now where, Just talking to Philly Pete. He's trying to get him on the show. He's ready now, but he told me 115 and I'm getting confused, Philly. I'm getting confused, but I'll get you on here once we go to the next commercial break and everything like that. Um, so literally what I see here, my second team that that had the um best draft was the Celtics. And that's not because Jeff is, you know, hooting and hollering about his his Celtics. It's because they did do a good job last night. They were able to get Romeo Lankford. They were able to get Carson Edwards. Two guys that Jeff was very high on. I was high on as well, too, especially Carson Edwards. And he even mentioned Romeo Lankford yesterday as a fit for the Celtics. I said that that would be a perfect play for the Celtics if they were able to get Sir Romeo. Sir Romeo, a guy who was a big-time high school prospect who went into Indiana with a whole bunch of hype and wound up being exactly what he was supposed to be for that team. And they have figured out, and, they, and it's awesome that they got to get another Indiana boy to come play for him. And then they also got Tremont Waters, who's a, another excellent guard who played some very, very good basketball last year for LSU. So, you know, you guys got to understand, they got to, they did do a great job last night. And they also got Grant Williams, uh, Providence uh, Daystar. He's, he's, he's local. So they are having a big, so it's just really, it's, it's a really big moment. The Celtics were able to get a lot of draft picks, a lot of value out of their draft. So it all makes sense with them. So pretty much. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to bring back Philly Pete to break down his Sixers real quick. And then I'm going to give you guys my five best um, fits in the NBA who got drafted last night. Guys that will make immediate impacts, in my opinion, on the next level. So you guys stay, stay tight. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show brought to you by TwinSpires.com. Hosted by your boy, the primetime capper, Pop DiBiase. And once again, this is the Primetime Angles Radio Show, and we'll be back in two and two. Oh, what a great game. And even better, I bought the tickets on 12-ounce sports radio, www.12.com. All right, we are back with the Primetime Angles Radio Show. After, Petey, can you hear me on your side uh, if you listen to the radio? Can you hear us? Yeah, I, I, I can hear you. Okay, for sure, for sure. I just want to make sure the listeners hear us. I don't want any dead air because I don't have my green bar going up and left and right because it looks like we froze out for a little bit and then they went into ring rust. Yeah. Yeah, ring rust. Ring rust, baby. Ring rust, you already know. Hey, Petey, you might want to be on that show. It's a WWE show. Oh, yeah. I I don't think it's just WWE. I think it's wrestling all the way. Like, I think they probably talk about the Lucha Libres 
the the wrestling division, the the independent leagues like the ones in Cleveland. Um, yeah, AEW and uh, 205 and uh, yeah, all the other ones. Jet, the, uh, New Japan. Oh yeah. Yeah, look, I they, I forgot what what the guy's name was, but it was it was pretty it was a pretty funny name, and I'm just trying to remember the guy's name like literally like my man Earl Little who used to play for the Browns, Packers, uh, University of Miami um, alumni. He's a part of the big. He's a part of the U gang. That I'm talking about the guys that are the U. And um, I remember we had a big chuckle about this. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was re- he was wrestling in a uh, Ohio um, promotion, and he was the champion. It was just so funny his name, like dude, like. It was like the the body snatcher. It was it was it was something that just was out of out of nowhere, you know what I mean. And then uh, my favorite was the uh, Michael Jackson impersonator that was doing the moonwalk when he was doing moves and things like that. That was awesome. Dude, there's a guy on um, uh, NXT. His name is Vel- Velveteen Dream. He's like a he's like a prince impersonator, dude. He is he wears all purple. Comes out to like it sounds like Purple Rain. Um, he, and he's like the champ. As of, as of from last time I saw that, he I, probably about like two weeks ago, he was the NXT champion. He just he's awesome though. But he does all the mimics like Prince would do and everything like that. And like it, it, the entrance like has like some sort of uh, like a like stuff falls down from the uh, from like the sky, like from the uh, arena, and it's like purple. So it, it's it, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat these gimmicks that these wrestlers have nowadays. That shit cracks me up right now. All right, Petey. Petey, I just got done talking about best drafts. I kind of was getting into my whole opening uh, statement stuff and all that other good, boring stuff. But um, your Sixers, I have them number three best draft last night. What do you think of your team's draft last night? Yeah, I like, I, uh, you know, I, I think... You know, I, I think I think Boston uh, hustled us again uh, this year, knowing that um, you know Matisse was probably going to be there at 24 for us. So Danny did thing and, and got two picks out of us, which I'm not surprised. Um, I like the pick. He, you know, he only averaged about 10 points a game his senior year. I think it's like 9.1. Um, but that's not his thing. We, we definitely, by far, arguably had the best defender in the draft last night. Um, that's what we need. Um, Sixers, you know, they, they do tend to lack on defense from time to time, and I think this is the guy that we need. Um, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, you know, to see this video, it, it's just, it, it was nice to see, like, a nice defender. He has a nice little backstory, too, with his, with his mother passing away, and um, it, it's nice. Nice story. I'm glad we got the kid. Um, you know, again, the, he's not an offensive guy whatsoever, but he will bring the defensive motor that, that we need um, when he comes to Philly, you know, he's got a wing stand that's about seven feet. Um, you know, big reach, obviously, um, can block when he can. Um, he plays above the rim when he's in space. Um, again, very impactful when it comes to defending. Um, you know, quick hands, uh, tremendous at blocking jumpers from behind people as well, which, you know, we saw in the tournament a little bit. Um, and it, it'll be nice in the NBA level as well with, with the, um, with a wingspan that big for uh, for, for, for Matisse. So, um, again, his offense is not there, but that's okay. Um, 
right now this team really needs some defense. And um, I, I, I like it. You know, I, I like the area. Uh, he can, like I said, he'll, he'll improve on his offense. Um, you know, and, and like I said, the um, I, I just think the Sixers arguably got the best defender in, in the class this year. Um, broke every record from what I know in, in college basketball with this combination of blocks and steals um, while operating in the zone. So that's, that's the thing. He's going to be converting from the zone at Washington to basically man-to-man in the NBA. So I'm really intrigued to see how he pans out um, switching, which shouldn't be a problem at his age. Um, so uh, now the question is, like, you know, if you can say if you can score enough to stay on the court for, for this for us, you know, and uh, you know, as, as a track record basically from what I've been seeing of NCAA seniors who average about you know single digit scoring their last year of college, um, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of extremely poor, you know, for first rounders that are uh, that average single digit, you know, scoring. But um, but the stars that we have, you know, between Embiid, Simmons, and hopefully you know Butler, we get Butler back. Um, you know, you know, Matisse will get his touches for sure, and and uh, it needs to be that way, and it'll keep him happy. And uh, you know, if he could, if he could get a nice shot, and um, you know, and provide some offense to this team in the future, we have a start. And uh, but right now, I think the defense is what we needed, and we definitely got the best defender in the draft last night. Well, well, we we will see. Hopefully, these guys get some time, man. Yeah. NBA is crowded, bro. It is. And oh, draft in yeah. the second round of draft showed me that last night. Because uh, yeah. it seemed like nobody was going to the team that drafted him. Nobody. Like, yeah. you're getting traded to this team. I I, I, I swear, it, about 30 through 46, all those trades got picked. Uh-huh. All those dra- picks got traded. I'm so sorry. It was a whirlwind. And it really, I kind of I lost interest after a while, man. Um, Best drafts, though, number four was Blazers just because one player that they picked, Nazir Little put it over the top. They got the steal in the first round. I don't care what nobody says because they got a high-end player on a team that's that's ready to go to the next level and get beat by the Lakers in the conference finals this season. Just kidding. Lakers, there's no guarantees there. But um, the... I think they found their piece that's going to be able to uh, rock with uh, McCullum and um, Lillard, man. And I think that they they're going to some 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 heights, you know what I mean? Because they can now they can move a Munu once they see that how good Nazir is going to be. Because now he got a big chip on his shoulder. Twenty fourteen has passed him up, including the Celtics three times. So you know he's going to make everybody pay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I agree. I'm right with you. That was actually like I. I have my top five of winners as well, and and they're they're my, they're my number five, no doubt. I mean, the fact that he slipped all the I mean, I get it. Like you know, like Cam Johnson going at eleven was a little like, ooh, okay. Um, didn't expect that to happen this early in the draft. Um, it might have been a free pick. Who knows? I mean, Phoenix Suns after all, they're going to be rebuilding for a while. Suns um, don't care. It, don't I already care. talked about it earlier. They don't care. That's why they, they draft. That. That's why they yeah. traded out the sixth spot. Uh, Philly because they just don't care. That's the whole thing. I know, and, and I thought Nasir was going to go there at 11, and then the fact that he kept dropping and said, this guy's going to go at the end of the first round, which is mind-boggling to me, and then Blazers come, and then honestly, when the Sixers moved up, I'm like, this might be where we get Nasir or Carson Edwards. And, um, you know, and then we got 
piece, which, okay, I'm, I'm fine with, obviously. But I'm like, damn, like, this guy is still falling down. And the Blazers, out of all teams, you know, that is going to be a nice three-headed monster in Portland. Man, Portland should be happy as hell. They should be like, hey, we stole this guy from the entire draft, you know. And if he can provide what he can, man, that three-headed horse between Dame and, uh, and CJ, this, this team could be dangerous in the future. If they, you know, working together, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean that's that's my number five. Uh, Boston, you know, Boston's my number four for clear reasons. Um, they got their guards of the future. Um, you know, there's nothing else I can say. They they have they got the two best guards who I thought in uh, Langford and Carson Edwards. They had a great draft, and the guy Grant Williams from Tennessee as well to add on. You know, they they, they just continue to, to draft well every year, and they tend to triple Philadelphia. So, you know, props to them. They had a great draft. Um, my number three is the Memphis Grizzlies again. Uh, John Moran, and um, and then they and then they trade up for Brandon Clark, which I thought was great value as well. So you know they got rid of Mike Conley, which was obvious. We knew when that happened, John was coming in for the future, so that's nice. Uh, Brandon Clark from Gonzaga was a nice addition as well. So um, them two together will be high flying. And then you can't forget they had Jared Jackson Jr. from Michigan State from last year. So that's gonna be a nice young team up and coming as well in Memphis. And Memphis should be really, really proud of who they got last night. Um, number two, I'm going to, I have a, uh, well, this is kind of tough. I have like a tie here, but um, Atlanta Hawks, you know, they they had one hell of a draft. Um, they, they traded up. Um, DeAndre Hunter, I believe, was the name from the start as soon as they traded up. Um, and then they had Cam Reddish at 10. I mean, you know, that's just two amazing guys right there like and then you got Trey you still got Herter and you still got John Collins so this team again another young squad that's going to be really really talented in, in the next coming seasons and in the future as well so Atlanta should be really happy with where they're at um, and then lastly you know I got to go with the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans you guys by far got the best player in the draft um, Zion and then you got um, Jackson Hayes from, from Texas um, I know he's a center, but he will help. He will help there as well. And then they got the boy from Virginia Tech, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. He was an awesome shooter at B Tech, and I remember getting AC, you know, looking up on the ACC things, you know, uh, paying attention to ACC a lot, you know, and watching Bob Tech when they would play Carolina or Duke. You know, this guy would always come up strong every game. You know, so if he, if they if he continues with his stride shooting wise, you know, he'll fit alongside great with Lonzo Ball, I think, down the road. So they got they got really again a nice young talent squad, nice five. Um, it will be really good to watch as well. So those are my top five winners, and they're just going to be upward and upward in the future. They have these cities should be happy as hell with their dress. Well, I had the Pelicans coming in five because I felt like they really just kind of. I, I, I kind of discounted them a little bit because the thing is, the whininess of the Pelicans to get their way, knowing that they're a relevant franchise in the NBA, and I'm going to just be dead honest with you. I don't see no championship future for them. I just see them getting a lot of young players so then they can keep having moving parts. That's all it is. Zion's the only one who has, who's safe at this point in that organization. I'm thinking to myself that Honest, quite honestly, Zoe and Brandon Ingram are really just going to be there to either play out their con- their rookie contracts or some somehow, some way, they'll be moved down the line for some more 
young talent somewhere down the road because honestly I from what I heard Griffin really didn't want Lonzo Ball but he went ahead and just still took him just because he just wanted to make the just wanted to make the Lakers look that bad. So you know um all in all I really do think that New Orleans you did a great job but once again these teams are so irrelevant in my book that they're not gonna get they're not going to get what 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 they're uh, salivating for. I think that it was just a good t. It was just a TV production by ESPN to give the young college kids that they show on you know on a twenty four seven basis when college basketball is in an opportunity for a platform to be a part of a you know them getting drafted into the NBA. But all in all, this is just another draft class to me that's just going to be a bunch of moving parts. And the trades that happened were just a bunch of moving parts as well, too, because the NBA's parity is going to still be down because it's just way too many young players. We got guys in the G League that are doing much better than these rookies that are about to come into the league next year. And a lot of them, that's where they're headed to. About 60% of this draft is going to be logging G League time, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, Philly, it's just that we got an overcrowded league with a lot of uh, with a lot of players that are really talented. So I can only see a handful of these guys really being able to make an impact next season. And these are the five that I have in the group right here. Kobe White on the Bulls, that's an instant impact because he was a fit. He was a need that they needed. A guy that's going to be able to uh, stretch the court a little bit, and he's going to be able to take it to take the ball straight to the rim, things of that nature. Then we got Nazir Little. We don't have to talk about that. Um, Cam Reddish is um, going to have a chip on his shoulder, too, because he was picked 10th, knowing that he was a top five pick. If he picked any school other than Duke, he would have been a top five pick. We all know this uh, because he would have been able to score uh, some more points. So he did give up. He did sacrifice for the team. So that's one thing that you can look at and say that this guy is about to explode because he's not with two other guys that he has to be, you know, that up under. And then I got Jared Culliver who I think could probably win rookie of the year. He's so polished. He's 6'8". He's the perfect size. He can shoot. He can he can drive. He can play defense. And he came from absolutely nothing in Lubbock, Texas, being a zero to one star candidate and really just literally just getting on Texas Tech because Texas Tech isn't a school that runs and goes and gets uh, All-American players or anything like that. They, they, they really stay within the state of Texas when they come to recruiting their basketball players. So that was huge in itself too. And a guy that's really has, has a lot to prove, but his upside is so huge. So him going to the NBA right now was perfect because he could have probably been scaled off if he would have stayed another year in college. And then last but not least, I think John Morant, who's going to be absolutely phenomenal next season is the fifth in my group on impact players in this group. So that's how I feel when it comes to this. And that's where I'm going with that one as well. Philly Pete, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to go ahead and get, let that be known. So do you have five impact players that you wrote down as well too? And if we already mentioned them in the best teams, we can skip it as well too. Go ahead. You know what, dude, it's funny you say that. I'm, I'm, I'm cracking up here. I had to put it on mute because I was, I was laughing at how we have the same top five. No lie. Um, Kobe White in Chicago. He's going to impact. He's going to spread the floor. With the, like we saw him at UNC and what he can do. Um, the, the only thing is, like, as much as he goes back and forth fast enough, you know, the uh, we saw that he could have a little ill-advised turnovers from here and there. But that's okay. Um, he's going to make this Bulls team good. 
great pick. I expect him to go to Chicago, it, and it starts with two and ten. Um, but we literally have the same top five. Um, Nasir at four. No need to talk more. We already did. Um, we had Cam Reddish at three. Same exact reason you did. I literally am reading my notes, and you literally read off of what I'm, what I was about to say anyway. So, um, and then at number two, Culver. It's it's good what Minnesota has there. He's going to come in there, great impact on that team, and um, they knew who they wanted as soon as they moved up. So that that's a, that's good for him, and he'll, he'll be immediate impact for that T Wolves team right away as well. And then John Moran, you know. We know what he can do. We saw what he did at Murray State. He's gonna be he's gonna be nice in Memphis as well. So you you literally just put the uh, nail in the coffin with all the notes that I have written up for my top five because they are the exact same thing from five to one. That's how minds think alike. Um, but nothing else to be said, man. You, you literally called out what I had on my notes. Yeah, and I know everybody's like, why no Zion? Why no Beard? I just think that those guys, they're supposed to, they, they have expectations already to be this these saviors, and I, it's not going to happen, but still, you know, they got expectations to be saviors, and R.J. Barrett put a whole, it doesn't even understand how much pressure he put on his own. You know, I, New York, I love you. Let's see if you love them when, you, when you're having a struggling night, and the New York Post has you on the cover as a bust, and it's your third game. All right, let's let's see how much you love New York then, because I'm gonna tell you like this: you better splash and you better splash immediately, kid. You know what I mean? Because honestly, New York fans don't have patience anymore. Even though they clapped it up last night, they they tried to they they put on those fake smiles. They knew who they wanted. They wanted the kid. They wanted the 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 big boy from South Carolina last night. They missed out on him. New Orleans comes up again on what they feel is a once-in-a-generation talent, and all they're going to do is just do what they always do. I feel like the uh, the Pelicans are now the like those early 90s um, Hornets with Zoe and uh, Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bogues. And the way that the team got set up, it's a bunch of guys who were first-round picks who were just moved because teams want to better their teams um, in a different situation, you know what I mean? And so you got this big, good, young core of players that all can, you know, contribute together and you bring out a lot of excitement and you bring a lot of the kids to the arena. But at the end of the day, though, man, when you got the, the showstoppers, though, it's different. And these guys, to me, aren't showstoppers yet, even though they, they say that they are. But... I'm not taking anything away from him. I think that criticism is good because prove me wrong. That's the whole thing. I'm in a business where I got to prove people wrong on a daily basis. But the thing is, though, you show them prove, you don't sit and talk about it, right? Yep. So that's where I'm going with this one, Philly. I feel like we are in a place right now in the NBA where we have to have patience. A lot of these kids are very young. And they don't really, really know what they're walking themselves into until they actually experience playing 82 games on an NBA roster. This is not coaches holding your hand or anything anymore. You're not entitled to minutes anymore. It's it, to me, how's it gonna be when guys really get coached? When guys really get yelled at? When guys really get called out on 
you know, their weaknesses and everything like that. Will they be able to adjust properly or will they will? That's the whole thing in the NBA as well, too. It's, it's survival of the fittest. They all smiling and giggling and laughing with you on draft night. But if you don't show up, you man, you won't be on that roster long. And that's, that's as simple as that, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And it's funny you mentioned the, the Knicks and RJ, but um, I, I was cracking up last night. I was uh, I was watching it with the wife, and um, you know we we saw New York Knicks and, and, and what they need, and it simply just said everything. And I, I started I started cracking up. I'm like, yeah, they literally do need everything. And, and it's just funny that ESPN would mention something like that. But it, it was just I was just cracking up. I thought it was just something funny that I could just mention, but fact that New York Knicks, what they needed, no specific position, just simply everything. Um, so it, it was just it was, it was a little, it was a nice little tease I thought to New York. I, I thought it was kind of funny. Well, because what they literally want to say is, is because the networks want to have control over how the teams pick their team players, how how everything works. That's why the Lakers had to force themselves to do the deal that they did. So they can appease networks and things like that with the with the waning ratings of the NBA right now. Because the NBA is is almost like how pro wrestling is. It's like when are we gonna get down to the actual action of the thing and stop worrying about the the side talk and the extra parts that are surround the game. You know what I mean? This those those dramatic um, dramatic uh, situations that they try to apply towards these NBA uh, games. They're, they're not helping because they're just basketball games. The best team is going to win. The ref is not going to control the outcome of the game if you miss two free throws at a key moment of the game and then you lose by one. You know, that's not the ref dictating the outcome. The ref gave you opportunity. What? You know what I mean? And that's what I came down to, and I told people this about the Warriors game. I said, do you know when the Warriors lost that game? And people be like, when? I said it was about late in the third quarter, and Draymond Green missed two free throws. And they were up, and I think they were down one point at the moment. And I said, now he makes both of those free throws when they win by one point. Think about it. Think about it. I said, but that shot was so far away from the actual conclusion of the game. It don't matter, right? No, it always matters. So let's not put everything on the ref. And when I was coaching hoops, I used to tell everybody, it's on us. It can't be on them. Where did we make the mistake at to not win the game? It's that simple, you know, and uh, people have to bear down with that and stop making that, 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 that minimal excuse about conspiracies and Vegas making sure the spread was right and you didn't want to have the over-under because the ref had 50 racks on the game. You know, it don't matter. Everybody thinks because one ref came out and and sh- talked about his uh, his uh, doings and what he was on, that all of them are all in on the same thing. Well, they're pretty smart because they're not telling on themselves. <laughs> yeah. You see, they're not telling on themselves. Real quick, Philly Pete. I got the uh, odds to win, the early odds to win rookie of the year next year. Um, We got Williamson coming in at minus 250. We got Morant plus 500. Barrett's plus 600. Garland's plus 1,200. Hunter's plus 1,800. We got Culver 25 to 1. Porter Jr. 30 to 1. Reddish White Hayes 35 to 1. Hachamira Dumbua 40 to 1. Little and Washington 50 to 1. Your boy Fernando Johnson, Kevin Gill, Hero, all 60 to 1, and Bowl and Walker come in at 85 to 1. 
Let me give you my five that I think you can get some value out of. Uh, Zion will skip because that's just pretty much saying that he's a foregone conclusion. But I'm going to take Morant. I'll put Morant in the group. Um, I take R.J. Barrett because if R.J. Barrett is able to average 22, 23 points in New York City, it doesn't matter what their record's going to be. They're going to get excited. They're going to give him a uh, rookie of the year. Okay, so he, he gets in there because he does bring some value. Garland, it's, it's a toss. Hunter, it's a toss because I, I think Hunter's going to be more of a role player um, in this early portion of his career. Culver, you're definitely in. Um, this Porter Jr. kid is, uh, is, is starting to kind of creep up with me a little bit i saw some tape on him last night but i was really intrigued with his high school tape as well too it's just that he has some off the court issues that need to be handled and this could affect him later on but it's always the guys with off court issues that seem to be so good on the court so let me go ahead and put him in the fourth slot and then i'm just gonna be be crazy right here and I know you're going to think, is he going to put Bobo? No, I'm going to put Hachimura up there because Hachimura is going to a good situation um, in Washington. I, he would have made my top five, but I just really felt like, you know, that's one of my diamonds in the roughs right there. So I can talk to, I would much rather talk to about him as I see him progress in the league. But the 40 to 1 on him looks good, though. So I like that on Hachimura as well, too. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be piggybacking here because I, I, again, when I when I was waiting on my notes before I hopped on here, I, I had six of uh, my potential rookie of the years, and uh, at six I had Hachimura. He's gonna come in right away, have a great impact with the Wizards. It's what they need. They need a big man, um, a nice fresh size. He's gonna be doing good. He, I expect him to do well, and why not? Um, and my fifth is uh, is Culver at 25 to one. That's a, that's a that's a nice value right there for him. He's gonna again another. Another great guy that's going to come in and have an impact for their team. Um, they got a great shooter, and I, again, I like what I see. Um, and the rest of the top four are all chalk. I have, I have, I have Hunter from Atlanta, um, RJ Barrett, just because you know New York, New York, and everything, you know, and the fan base, and, and why not just for the public to see a New York player like getting the MVP. Um, John Moran is is I already have him locked in at, at ten to one, so he what I have locked in already um, and then of course Zion so that's my top six so if you, obviously if you want some good value I think Cole for a 25 to 1 is nice and Hachimura as well Hachimura Hachimura, Hachimura. Hey, I'm just trying to figure out what he is though I know he's Japanese but I don't know I'm to him for learning the language he's like coming from uh, Japan and, and then coming to the States and then learning like he English is actually pretty well compared to, you know, other European players that are coming in and trying to have interviews. Europe, like they, he's your, I thought he was Japanese. Yes, yeah, I'm saying he's half Japanese, and he had to learn the language coming into the States. He didn't even learn anything at Gonzaga. Oh. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so that's cool, though. It's, it's, it's a nice story. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, damn, this guy's English has gotten really better when he, when he was a freshman at Gonzaga. He had a, had a translator and and then you had to learn the English language as a class, I believe, at Gonzaga. So that, that was that was actually, that's pretty cool, so. Yeah, all you gotta do is watch a year of TV and then you'll figure it out. That's it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's how Eric Gagne learned how to uh, speak English, man. He They said he used to sit there and watch Friends when he's in the minor leagues. And then all of a sudden, they, he knew exactly how to speak English. But Eric Gagne is a, is a funny, funny case. That's all I gotta say. That's oh, all yeah. I gotta say. But um, with that, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take another quick commercial break. Um, 
We Philly Beach, you got anything for baseball today? Uh, no, no baseball today, unfortunately. I was kind of wrapped up in the NBA. All right. Well, see if you can give us any angles on this hockey draft that's coming up. Oh man, yeah, that's uh, that was that was gonna be my uh, talk of the town for the weekend. If you were gonna have a show, so um, right. I'm actually I'm actually looking into that into that for t- for um, this this afternoon when uh, life's not chaotic right now. So, um, I just know the number one pick, uh, Jack Hughes. You know. He, he's just like the typical, you know, McDavid's and uh, Hall. You know, he, he, he's the guy that's going to be picked number one overall, um, no doubt. Um, there, and I believe there's a Swedish guy that's supposed to be top three as well. Um, that um, you know, it, it's going to be it's, uh, obviously it's all Europeans, all Canadians. But Jack Hughes is going to be the first pick in the draft. And um, and yeah, Capo Cap Capo Keiko is going to be the second pick in the draft tonight for sure. Um, and then between that and that, um, you know, there's been a couple of deals already. We saw the, you know, my, the Flyers already got Kevin Hayes from the Rangers to play defense. And they also got uh, our boy um, uh, Braun from the Sharks. So they, they got a couple already um, pieces for their defense. A little bit, they needed some veteran help there. But uh, as far as the draft tonight, 8 o'clock tonight, um, Jack Hughes expected to go number one. And uh, Keiko, Keiko. Uh, Sweden, I believe, is going to be the second pick in the draft. So um, I expect a lot of defenders to be drafted tonight as well. You can, you can never go wrong with young defenders coming to the NHL. All right. So, uh, All right. I heard that. Okay. We will be right back. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper, and the man, Philly Pete. And we'll be back to you in two and two. And this show is brought to you by Twinspires.com. Want to get an inside look at recreation? Once again, this is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop TV. I see. I know I said it twice, but I just got to make sure that we got it all on point. But Philly Pete gave us some gems right now. I do truly thank him for uh, coming in and talking to us about all that good stuff. Um, man, it's man wild situations, man. That's all I can say, dude, is that we are dealing with a big, big time push when it comes to a lot of these things in sports nowadays. Um, we got to really make sure that we keep our head on a swivel. We really do. Because this game gets tough, man. It really does, man. And um, I say that because we had a big night last night. That was great. You know, everybody's excited. You get, you get things to be excited about. You know, that's the point. You know, that's what, what we're here for to make sure we, we get into things that we can get excited about. So, with that, I can go ahead and tell you guys now that I'm going to go ahead and break down the last few teams that we have here for our Back to the Futures in the NFL. Um, this should be fun, too, because now we're going into the Oakland territory. And then um, we're going to be getting in a guest at the top of the hour, we're going to be bringing in a lady capper today. We're going to be bringing in uh, Lady D, a.k.a. Bettin' Hills. Um, she's going to go ahead and give us some angles and everything like that. She's going to, you guys going to get to know her a little bit more, a little bit better. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys like what she's talking about. I think that she's pretty sharp, you know. 
uh, pretty much, but she knows she needs a little bit of, um, she just wants to make sure that she lets the people know exactly what she's on, and, you know, hey, it doesn't matter, we don't discriminate in this business, you can be a, a lady, a man, a dog, a cat, if you can pick a winner, it don't matter, seriously, but, with this, I'm going to go ahead and break down these last six teams that I have here because I've already went over everybody else in the NFL. I wanted to have Jeff here to break break it down with me, but we got plenty of time to do that. The NFL is still 75 some odd days away. Uh, up first is Oakland, plus 400 right now for the uh, Raiders, and they got a, a 19% chance of making the playoffs next season, which is like, okay. I think that they should be considered a little bit higher than that with bringing in A.B., bringing in Burbank, um, you know, Derek Carr trying to have his uh, redemption season. But I think that where the Raiders are going to get messed up at is the depth in the running back department. Uh, Having Jacobs is great, but I still think that they need a little bit more. I know Washington is a, a very durable back as well. And then, um, other than that, though, I just really feel like this team needs a little bit more. I think that their issues are going to also come from linemen as well, too. They don't really have the best tackles in the world. They did let go Donald Penn as well. Um, I think that they really, really do have to put some things together this year to be even considerably close to getting to a wild card, but you never know. They got Chucky coaching the team, so he can put them in a place where nobody expects them to be, and that's what he's done before. That's actually what he did the first time around with the Raiders. Literally had to sit there for the first season and recreate the team, but that time around, he had a lot of old guys, veterans, and things like that. This time around, he had a lot of guys that were kind of comfortable in, with who they were and they were demanding a little bit too much money so literally he had to close up shop on these guys such as Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, guys who were gym players, all pro players and you had to sacrifice that for the future of the team you know because you didn't want to have these great players but then not be able to put great players around them so what Gruden's trying to do is build an ultimate team via through the draft, via through free, and then adding pieces like later on down the road, like older veterans, like Jordy Nelson last season, this season adding AB. You know, the Raiders are always going to make big splash uh, plays uh, like that in free agency and in trade markets in the offseason because the Raiders do like to, are the guys that take on the bad apples in a sense. And, you know, they were considering AB a bad apple nowadays because you know he wasn't respecting what Ben had to say too much you know he wanted to do what he does and that's that's his right but it happens though man it really does does happen so you know all in all plus 400 19% chance to make the playoffs Raiders bring good value so Raider Nation you can go ahead and bet them don't be shy to bet your team to make the playoffs plus 400 on the Raiders I'll pass though I'll pass I think this team is Still two or three years away from being back to being a winning, winning franchise. But with Gruden there, they're really trying to say, let's win right now. They don't have Gruden there to build a team, build up a franchise. They have Gruden there to win football games. It's that simple. So that's what I see here. And I think that that's 
a strong play for you if you're looking for some high value is the Raiders plus 400. I know it sounds crazy now, but we'll, let's talk in, uh, at the end of uh, January and see where they're at, okay? And then San Francisco plus two, 200, 32% chance of making the playoffs. I'll go ahead and I'll say that. Throw them in the burner. They're not going anywhere this year. They're lucky that they're going to finish third place this year in their division. Jimmy G is good, but I think that he, with him losing literally a season, he hasn't really ever been a starting quarterback for a full season. He's only been a quarterback, a starting quarterback for a sample size of time. Let's see how he looks over a 16-week uh, process. You have to, a 17-week process. You have to understand, he's not in New England anymore. In New England, you know, you got players that can um, really make up for a bad game for you, especially the defensive side. You got coaching that can make up for your uh, uh, liabilities, things like that, your limitations, I mean. And um, I really don't see San Francisco going much further than third place in the West this year. I think that it's going to be a battle between the Seahawks and the Rams, and the AFC is just too tough to get three teams from one division in unless all the teams win 10, 10 or more games, and that's not going to happen. All right, so we we can chuck the Niners. Then you got Seattle plus 140, 40% chance of making the playoffs. This is a great number. You circle them, put them in your group, go get that ticket. They should make the playoffs. They should be the fifth or sixth or the winner of the AFC, the NFC West this year as well too. Don't sleep on them. They, they've they just picked up DK Metcalf, who's supposed to be a very high-end receiver that's going to help out um, Russell uh, a lot. He's going to help out Russ Wilson a, a ton. So let's go ahead and circle them. Plus 140 with a 40% chance. Those are just good numbers. Tampa Bay, forget about it. Forget about it. 19% chance of making the playoffs. They should be much lower than this. Plus 400 as well, too. Oh, man, it's this is risky business dealing with this team. You know, and um, Tampa Bay really has went ahead and said that we are in rebuild mode. They got rid of Gerald McCoy, their consummate leader. I think that at the end of the day, this is going to affect them going forward on the defensive side of the ball. Even though they still have some gems on defense, it's still going to be something that's going to hold them up for uh, a good time. So I'm going to go ahead and check out the... Buccaneers, I got them. You got them at plus 400 with a 19% chance of making the playoffs, just like the Raiders. So I don't think that they have the same type of talent that the Raiders have. And I think that Jameis Winston is on the clock as we speak for his NFL career. So if he's impressive, then he should be able to stick around Tampa Bay. If he's if he's decent, he'll be able to get another job in the NFL somewhere as a backup. But if he has a season like he did. The season before he ran into all this uh, controversy, man, it's going to be some issues for him down the road. So there it is. And then his counterpart, Mariota, they they want to compare these two forever. They thought that these were going to be two golden quarterbacks coming into the NFL, 10-year careers that are going to be mirrored with each other. And I remember their first game against each other, literally uh, Mariota uh, won that matchup very quickly, just like he won the matchup that they had in college. Uh, 
So, Mariota has been much, much better over time, even though people do get a little frustrated with the fact that he might not throw the ball as much and he's running a lot and sometimes he looks a little inconsistent out there. Regardless of anything, the guy has been to the uh, the guy has had his team in playoff contention each year that he's been on the roster. And he makes uh, Tennessee look pretty good. And I know when he, uh, when he um, tore his uh, knee, he was literally like, man, it was it was killer. But at the same time, though, the guy has so much grit. He came right back to it. The guys got right to the playoffs. And, man, awesome, awesome stuff. You love a player like that. He's a guy that's a gamer. He's a leader. And Tennessee is going to be is a quiet, quiet, is a quiet, quiet winner, in my opinion. Plus 300 is a good number. You get 24% chance to make the playoffs. I think that you can circle that one and say that, hey, we could get a possibility of getting this team to sneak into the playoffs as that sixth seed because the AFC, once again, is going to be a cluster muck. I don't want to say, I don't want to cuss. You know, we try, we trying to figure out how not to cuss on the show because, you know, you never know because we, we try to get to the big boy level and they won't let the FCC won't let you uh be too crazy. You feel what I'm saying? And last but not least, before we go to commercials, I bring in Lady D. Um, we got the Washington plus 500, uh, 16 uh, percent chance of making the playoffs. I think that Washington is 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 a wild card. I don't know if you make the investment until you see what they do the first month of the season. But at this point right now, I do feel like this is a team that's going to be um, pretty much on the up and up. They got a good quarterback coming in. They got a quarterback coach in Jay Gruden who knows how to groom quarterbacks as well. So let's see how this one goes for the uh, Skins because the Skins are still playing in the most wide open division in all of football being the NFC East. There are no guarantees in that uh, division at all. Uh, literally, I think the Giants might be the one team that you can scratch out. But when you have the quarterback that has the most Super Bowl rings in the conference, it's hard to just scratch them out. So, you know, it is what it is. Washington, you may have a shot, but I think that I'm going to pass as of now. 16% chance of making the playoffs. 5-1 uh, to, to make the playoffs as well, too. So if you are a DMV uh, Redskins fan, you love your skins. This could be a strong bet for you, okay? So that's where I'm going with this one right here. We're gonna go ahead and take another commercial break, real quick. And when we come back, hopefully, we'll have Lady D in here to break down her uh plays of the day and everything like that, okay? So you guys stay tight. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop DiBiase, and this show is brought to you by Twinspires.com. Hey, it's Cody Jamston, Warriors play-by-play announcer, and you're listening to Edmonton Warriors Lacrosse on 12-Ounce Sports Radio. Hey, business owners and leaders, this is Chris America with an exciting message for you. Right now, just like you are, 50% of Americans are listening to live streaming internet radio, with that number growing every single year. We're excited to announce that 12 Ounce Sports Radio is also growing with that. With that said, we'd like you to come in at an opportune time to advertise your business on our station at a competitive rate. We have live daily shows streaming across all over America and the entire world, reaching out to the audience and connecting with them the way that your business needs to. If you're interested, go ahead and contact us by going to 12OutSportsRadio.com. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. Click the Contact Us page 
and go ahead and send out your information to us. We're excited to get right back to you and get your business rolling on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Hope you have a great day. They say 40 points on your credit score can uh, cost you $40,000 on your mortgage. So you better call Lexington Law at 866-355-2896. That's 866-355-2896. Right now, Lexington Law is offering free personalized credit consultation, free access to your TransUnion report summary, free credit report review, and free score evaluation and recommended solutions just for being a 12-ounce sports radio listener. So make sure you call Lexington Law at 866-355-2896 and get on the path to a stronger credit score today. Thank you for listening to 12-ounce sports radio. If you're an avid listener, you'll notice we've had many gambling shows. Join our station, the Primetime Angle Show, the Vegas Squares, Nate Wall. Alright, we are back with the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy the Primetime Capper Pop DiBiase and I would like to go ahead and bring in a uh, special, special guest for us today. Uh, our first lady capper on the show with us uh, ever. Uh, it's going to be Lady D, a.k.a. Betting in Hills. How you doing today, uh, Sweetness? How's everything going? It's great. It's good. It's good. Now you finally done got on the show. You done asked me. You done asked me. And I said I was going to get you on here. So I got you on. It's Friday. You got some good stuff for me or what? What's going on? Yeah, well, I'm thinking Don't be nervous. You know, talk to talk to the people just like you talk to me when you say when you when you throw the plays out at me, girl. Go ahead. Well, I got it at plus one oh six yesterday, but it went down to plus a hundred. Um San Diego like one of the most um been profitable teams lately. I think they're like top, um three four units. And they're the second highest um, base today for the last seven days at home, too. They're, um, they've been having a good array record at home. Um, they're away with a 17-17. But good for having been playing home. Good for having been playing great at home with a record of 14-19. Most pitchers are busy on their ERA and their whip, so sometimes I don't like to go dabble into the pitcher. You know, because sometimes that doesn't even work. That doesn't happen often, but it's good to know about their year way, their risk. So I like to dabble in that a little bit as well. So I'm going to take the packages over the Facebook comments today. All right. And my second game, and my second game is Texas Rangers. Uh, every time I take Texas Rangers, they do good and then they can do bad. But they're playing against the White Sox, so you know they're not that great of a away team, a race playing team. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to take Texas Rangers 
to say they're playing good at home and they have a good record. They bring like party the eleventh possible team at plus two units. So <laughs> first the Rangers money line and San Diego money line. Those are my two games that I'm taking. But there's other games that I also have. Yeah, come check me out on Cap Sports. Yeah, you guys go check her out on Cap Sports. You know, uh, go ahead and give them your whole handle and everything like that. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I said go ahead and give them your whole handle and everything like that. You know, so they know exactly where to find you at. Well, you guys can check me out on Twitter at Betty Miss Or you can also check me out on Cap Sports at Cap, um, Betty Miss Yeah, well, you know, just go to bettingthehills.com, and I know that you guys will be able to find her and everything like that. So if you don't know how to spell betting the hills, it's B-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N and hills, H-E-E-L-S. So you guys can go ahead. Uh, you can also check me out on my own website that I have out, which is Okay. And you guys make sure... Check me out. I've been out lately. <laughs> well, I like your Padres play. I think that it's a pretty good play. They've won their last four out of five games. I think that, um, and actually won their last four in a row. So it's a strong play in a sense because the Pirates are struggling right now. Even though they won their last three out of five. But you know that they, they are a wishy-washy team. So for every game that they win, they lose the next game. That's kind of like how the... Pirates been rolling all season, so that's you can see the inconsistency right. in their record as well too. And then you got uh, San Diego coming out of a good sweep uh, against Milwaukee, even though it was at home. Regardless of anything, they still swept a very very good Milwaukee team recently. And then they played an awesome series last weekend against the uh, Rockies as well too, with the two comebacks yeah. that they got in that one as well. So, um, one thing that I would say about this game is I wouldn't be able to pick a winner here because the way that the, the spread is set up, it's set up to, it, it's almost a pick em game in a sense. And you do get a lot of value in the game if you say you would take uh, maybe the Padres on a run line or something like that. But with the way that these teams have been giving up runs as of late, I would say that the over nine would be a strong, strong play for that game, in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of like the over nine. Yeah, so if if I would do anything with that game, I would probably say the over nine. The over nine would be an awesome bet. I think that's one that could cash out for uh, betters by the time you get to the sixth inning, something of that nature. I think that both teams are going to be hitting because they've been hitting the ball very, very well, both squads. And so, literally, I do think that the over would be a great play, and especially with a team coming cross-country, um, as well in the Padres, you know, things get a little loose in those situations. And I think that, you know, we're there in for a firefight tonight in Pittsburgh, in my opinion. And then, um, your other game with the, um, Rangers, um, Rangers, White Sox. I know that's almost like you look at it and you automatically say, okay, the White Sox aren't that good, but they're much better than they were last season. But I think all in all that both these teams are coming into play and they both lost their last three out of five, so you don't really know how to gauge them at this point. But you know that the Rangers were at home, and they were playing against the Indians, who were tough, who they split with. And then they just came off a series uh, where they were playing in Cincinnati as well, too. So 
this would be, uh, you know, them being a little bit more acclimated at being back at home. So I do like that play as well, too. It is very strong in a sense. I think that you'll be able to get your minus 150 on that um, at the as before we get to the uh, first pitch, which isn't bad at all. That's a, that's a good chalk bet. You know, it's something that's not too crazy, somewhere right in the middle. You're not spending too much. And I think that that should be a good play, um, you know, if you, to where you maybe you might not need to sweat it out too much. But all in all, it's always the White Sox, and, they'll, and the White Sox do get a little tough sometimes. So we'll see how that one shakes out as well, too. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not about putting 5K on a game. I'm about building the space, you know. I want to the lowest odds and try to get it up, you know? <laughs> right, well... That's what I'm about. I'm about doing low odds or the dogs and try to build that thing up. Right, well, you know, see, that's the that's the thing. Everybody's... You can't look for a... You can't look for a lot of lottery tickets in this game unless you're going to play parlays and things like that. Now, if you have 5K okay, to lose, that's good. You got 5K to lose. But at the end of the day, though, you're not going to like the... You don't want to sit up there and go go crazy. You don't want to be the person breaking TVs. You don't want to be the person yelling and screaming, being a fool in the book, things like that. So, you know, take your time. It's 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 not a sprint. It's a marathon. And let me give you a great uh, analogy last night. Now, if people would have just put $20 on the 58 to 1 ticket that I handed out on the show yesterday. They, I literally just paid your rent for you with that ticket alone. And people say, and somebody said a dog ticket. I said, nah, it's a pick six ticket. Every pick, and no pick six ticket should be ever lower than 40 to one, in my opinion. I don't care. You, you don't have to sit up there and play every single uh, favorite in the book because you think every favorite, it doesn't work like that. Because when you look at it at the end of the night. Yeah, go ahead. Pretty much when you get yourself that type of ticket, that type of situation, you hit it 58 to 1, boom, there's that's a $1,200 ticket right there, winner. And so literally, I didn't have to do too much. And you know what? You don't have to sweat it out as much either, but you're giving yourself a chance to get yourself a nice little hit and not have to uh, give up too much. And I like to always say, small risk, big reward. And that's what it, and that's what I feel like it's all about. So if you're able to say, I got six games I really like, you put a few dollars on these games, then you go ahead and put it all in up together. If you go ahead and sweep the boards, you get the reward. That's how I feel. Right. So, yeah. So you know, and the, people don't beat yourself up about it. You know, if you if you missed the if you missed that opportunity last night. Because I can put them out every day. So, you know, you'll be fine. That's what I always say. But um, with that, is there anything um, that you that 
intrigues you over the weekend? Any series prices or anything that you've been looking at? So? like it and you need to put a game in you just put it in you know give it a shot you know don't but if you if you think it too much I would say pass shy about it. If you want to be all in with the Yankees, you go all in. Don't dip your toe in the pool. You better jump all the way in, girl. I tell you that. Alright, so... Yeah, exactly. Lady D, always it's a pleasure speaking with you and everything like that. Hopefully we get you back in next week. Hopefully you got the nerves out a little bit. We got you on for the first time. Just make, just know it's just all just me and you having a conversation. You did very well. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. It was a pleasure uh, bringing you in and everything today. And um, you guys keep rocking out uh, with this uh, great lady right here, Lady D. Uh, at Betting in Hills on the Twitter, and you guys can follow her on her uh, website, bettinginhills.com. That's her personal website, and then you guys can go into cappedsports.com uh, and then put the slash in Betting in Hills, and you guys will go directly to her page, and you guys will see all of her plays up there that are documented as well, so you guys can see that she does consistently win for you. Any shots that you want to send out before uh, we go to commercial break, uh, D? Everybody that's listening. All right, awesome, awesome. Listening to the prime time campus. 
Hey, I heard that. All right. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop DiBiase and Lady D Beckman Hills. Thank you so much. You have a beautiful uh, you, you have a beautiful one. We'll be back to you in two and two. Be sure to go to 12 Ounce Sports Radio's online store and get authentic station shirts and phone cases. The store is located at www.12ounceSportsRadio.com. Have a great day. Okay, as long as you're comfortable, you always got to get it out the way first, you know? SportsRadio.com. Click the contact us page and go ahead and send out your information to us. We're excited to get right back to you and get your business rolling on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Hope you have a great day. And we still live. We still live, baby. Right here on 12 Ounce Sports Radio uh, with the show, the show, the Primetime Angles Radio Show. With your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop DiBiase. It was fun having Lady D in here. She uh, has been speaking to me for a few months now and everything like that. Always showing me her sharp plays and stuff. And she was very adamant on getting on to the show because she is ready to do her youtube thing and everything like that so i was glad to let her get on and get to know the people a little bit um you know and just pretty much talk her talk her game real quick see if she can get you guys some winners so remember girl you're on the clock right now uh we it's padres money line right and then uh the rangers money line so there you go those are our two plays, so you guys go ahead and try to uh, see if you, if, you got, if you guys get something off of that. Y'all show her some love uh, tomorrow, okay? Now, let's go ahead and talk about last night, but about last night, though. All right, now, if you, now, if you, followed, the, uh, now, if you followed the wave to the beach last night, because, you know, that's what we do when, when we cast this, the tickets. Is what we say, we, we, we walk into the beach, you know, uh, walk... A walk on the beach. Uh, we had the Yankees win last night, ten to six. So that gave us the one and a half run line. We had the Marlins uh, win last night. Uh, well, the Marlins did win last night, but it didn't matter about them winning. We had the over uh, eight by the sixth inning, so that worked out for us. The Cubs went ahead and got us the victory last night as well, too. A nice victory over um, the Mets. I know that we did have them as a high, uh, high as a high uh, chalk. Minus 160, but that's fine because they were in the group to go ahead and get us that ticket cast. And then we 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 got the under by just so much. It was seven runs that were scored last night. We're we're kind of sweating, but Reds Brewers we got that one home last night as well too. The under nine and a half. Then we got the plus one and a half with the Royals winning, and the Royals actually won the game outright four to one. So that could have been a giant dog that we took because they were a plus two ten last night to to win that game at home, and they went ahead and did it because we got them at plus one ten last night as a plus one and a half. And then we go ahead and we get the A's money line with the minus one ten. Wow. Uh, that one was incredible last night. A's were down four to one, like I said earlier in the show. They wound up winning the game five to four, and literally caught me by surprise too. And so everybody was uh, get your dance on, get your roll on, as we used to say in the early two thousands. And boom, there it is, fifty eight to one, cash him out. And dude, you could still made two hundred ninety bucks off of a five dollar bet. Come on, man. $2 got you 100 bucks last night. Come on. 
Come on. I know that's just being cheap and breaking it down to the very last compound. But you got to understand, I've actually been in sports books and I've seen the duffel bag boys and I've seen the guys that had to go and go get a use eight quarters to go get two solids so then they can go ahead and make they parlay for the week. All right. It, it, it's like that, man. It's it's a crazy game. Y'all do not understand that everybody who's, who's betting is not a baller, okay? And everybody who's betting is not is not a degenerate and everybody who's betting is is it's it's entertainment right but for some of us it's a livelihood you know and that's where you gotta and that's where you can't play around with people too much with this game you know what i mean and think that people are trying to be fluky you know but here goes today's pick six i like today's pick six a lot and she talked about the yankees and loving the yankees earlier what i'm gonna do here though is i like the pitching matchup here I think that both pitchers are going to be on point today, and we have to worry about the weather as as well, too, here in New York. It's mostly sunny, but we might get a couple showers uh, sprinkled on throughout the day because the weather is 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 due for rain in New York right now. So, um, literally, where I'm going with this one right here is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the under 9.5 here. I like the value that you get on in this spot. I think that it's going to be a really, really good spot. So there it is. I'm taking the under nine and a half with the Yankees and the Astros. Now you got the Astros who lost their last five in a row. And then you have the Yankees who've won their last five, five in a row. The Yankees are having a great week. The Astros aren't. So there, there it goes. But they're a game apart from each other at this point right now, too. And so literally, we are working on some things that should be wind up being pretty big pretty good and it's so funny last night people were like you know he's Nash's godson and RJ Barrett as if we weren't watching the draft last night I'm looking at my tweets I'm not trying to diss y'all or anything but let's not remind each other of things we've already that we're looking right at you know what I mean it's hilarious like it, it, RJ Barrett's uh uncle is uh our godfather Steve Nash and his dad's the president of uh, Canada basketball like um I already knew that but Cool. Thanks for reminding me once again. <laughs> okay, and it looks like that we're about to change the um Hmm. Are we changing the name of the radio station? I'm gonna have to talk to Beck about that. What's seven What's the seven hundred and sixty-three sports? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully y'all better tell me about these changes, you know. All right, let let me stay on track. Let me stay on uh, stay on a uh, bumper. All right, uh, we got the Braves coming in tonight. The Braves are playing the uh, Nationals uh, tonight. We got um, they're going against Strasburg. I like who the Braves got pitching tonight, and that's going to be Dallas Kuchel, who's uh, making his debut with the Braves as well. Too, the Braves are actually three out of five this week. Uh, Washington uh, won their last three games, even though they some of their games are rained out. So you know um, this. I do really feel like with this game tonight, I think with the way that Washington had to kind of take half the week off this week, in in a sense, you know, and then play back-to-back games. They played three games in the last two days. So I think that Atlanta should be able to get this one, uh, easily eat this one out because Atlanta's been a, a, man, they've been toward lately. They've been killing that ball lately, like, uh, 15, 12, 7, even though they did give up 10 runs the other night against the Mets at home, but 
it's fine though. They've been giving it, they've been scoring a lot of runs lately and they've been putting it together offensively. So Dallas Kuchel gets a new start, new breath of fresh air in Atlanta. And I do like the uh, value that you get on Atlanta tonight. So I'm taking a plus 130 with the uh, Braves tonight. Then you got the Phillies and the Phillies. Oh man, the Phillies got a good play tonight. And the Phillies are in a spot where everybody named Mama going to take them on the run line, and this team has lost three games in a row. But that's okay. They're back in Philly. They had a tough uh, situation down there in um, Washington with the weather and everything like that. So I think that played a part into it, and Washington's a bit better than Miami. Even though Miami did take the uh, did split the series with St. Louis, they are coming out of a four-game series, and they had to fly to Philly last night. So I after a game that let's see did, did did the game go extra innings last night let's see let me let me remind myself if it did or not because I know they won seven to six yes the game did go extra innings last night the game went to the eleventh inning last night so with that I I had to factor in that part as well too but Philly has played just like uh, the Nationals three games in the last two days but I like the Phillies a lot here so I'm taking the Phillies at the minus one and a half even though I know it's like a minus 140 as well on this one we are putting them in the pick six here because I feel like they're good good team to have in this group today and I'm kind of scaling it back a little bit we're not even over 50 to 1 today with the parlay, but we still have a high number here. So don't worry about it. We still got a high number. It's still good. It's still good. Okay. So calm your nerves. Calm your nerves. All right. Then we got um the Tigers at plus one and a half uh, tonight. The Tigers could possibly get the upset as well, too. But I like the Tigers a little bit more to make this game much closer than it looks. The Tigers are have uh, lost their last four out of five games. But, you know, they, they kept it close. They had a they had a, a, a bad beat against the uh, Pirates. They should have swept that series. But they did play the Indians, and the Indians did whoop, whoop up on them pretty good in Detroit. But so, you know, the Tigers should have that in the back of their head. And then the Indians won their last three out of five. But I still think that the Tigers are going to somewhat show, show that they're worthy. And I think that the Tigers are going to get us a plus one and a half tonight because they're a high. They're one of the highest dogs. The highest dog of the day, though, right now is the Blue Jays. Uh, They're coming in at plus 250, minus 340 going. And once again, it's against a three and seven pitcher in Chris Sell. And let's just please note, early on in the season, I took the same bet with the Blue Jays going against Chris Sell at Fenway. And the Blue Jays wound up winning the game by two runs. So... Just factor that in as well, too, okay? That the Blue Jays do hit Chris Sell pretty well. So I don't have them in the list, but go ahead and notate that real quick because I might be, because my clients might be uh, getting that one in a little bit, okay? So plus one and a half on the Tigers, but the biggest dog of the day will be the Blue Jays, okay? And then we got the Brewers coming in at minus 130. The Brewers just got swept by uh, San Diego, but they did. Um, and they lost to Cincinnati last night, losing their last four out of five. But they're going against a hot team in the uh, Reds, who've won their last five in a row, including sweeping uh, Houston this week as well, and then winning last night seven to uh, one. But you know that was a helpful situation for us getting the under last night to help us cash that pick six ticket from last night at fifty-eight to one. I know I've mentioned it about five six times. 
damn boy, you like to brag, but you have to understand we've been doing this for five years now. Uh, when it comes to casting these big tickets, it ain't. It, I'm almost numb to it, but I just want to make sure I reiterate it to you guys that nobody hands out value like I do. Okay, so you guys keep listening because thing is you gonna keep looking good when you walk up to that window. Okay, now. Um, we got five. You get you get the five in a row. Then they lose four out of five. But I still think Milwaukee gets it all back together tonight. They're gonna hit up Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray has struggled so much since three, four years ago when he was on the A's and he was considered a top five pitcher in the league. The moment he got to New York City, everything kind of changed for him. So I'm saying that I'm still on that Sonny Gray train where. He ain't Sonny Gray like that no more. So I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, Brewers again, minus 130 tonight. And I think the Brewers will go ahead and get us home with this one right here as well, too. And then last but not least, we end it with this game right here. And it's going to be the over eight and a half Jays and Red Sox. So I still figure out a way to get the Jays and Red Sox in here, but on the over. And I said the biggest uh, dog of the day, you might want to look at it. So there it is. Jays have uh, lost their last three out of five. They lost three out of four to the Angels, even though they did win last night, seven to five. And Boston's won their last four out of five, but... Baltimore was a part of that group as well, too. So, you know, sometimes Baltimore just don't count, bro. Seriously, like, yeah, Baltimore. You're supposed to be Baltimore. But they did do very well against the Twins where they won two out of three on the road. And these these are four out of five on the road. They get back to Fenway tonight. But I do think that there will be some runs being scored because Trent Thornton can be hit and Chris Sell can be hit even though Chris Sell has an awesome uh, strike to uh, walk uh, ratio. He's 130 over uh, 21 at this point, 349 ERA. It's just that when it's time for him to pitch, it seems like the Red Sox can't score runs, but tonight I think they will be scoring runs and I think that the Blue Jays are going to score some runs as well too. Um, it should be a really, really good game. It's mostly cloudy as well. So, you know, this is it's a it's a tough bet to take the over, but I think that the only way that the Jays can the Jays have two two situations. They either gonna score five or more runs or they're gonna give up eight or more runs. It seems like that's been the trend for this team over their last few games. So that's where I'm going with this one. So once again, let me run it back for you. Under nine and a half with the Astros and the Yanks. The over eight and a half with the Jays and the Red Sox. The Braves money line at plus 130. That's our dog in the group. And then we got the Brewers money line minus 130. That's our, um, you know, our our best value favorite right there. And then we got the uh, Tigers plus one and a half. And then we got the Phillies minus one and a half. And this gives us a number of 46 to one. You put 20 bucks on that bad boy, you get back 920. You know, and if you put a smidget, a little bit more on there, you probably get yourself another bando. And since I got you looking good from last night, you know, all you got to do is just go ahead and put a few dollars on there and try to get the big reward and then uh, put the rest on uh, put the rest on some small bets on the other on the uh, individual plays that I put out on, on this pick six as well, too, if you like. That's why I always say single what you like. OK, so with that, we're going to go ahead and take our final commercial uh break for the day for the week because you know i'm not back until monday after this but we've been rocking this week you guys have to understand that it's the listeners are growing by the day so make sure you tell your family your friends your enemy 
the guy that the guy that's down the way. Anybody that you know who loves sports, tell them to listen to the show. Do not deny them listening to the show because you want to have all the angles and you want to make sure that you're killing the bookie. No, we move in a movement here. Everybody gets to get a turn to hear exactly what I'm talking about because everybody might not like what I'm talking about, okay? So, you know, I want y'all to listen in as well too. So then, you know, if I'm off, then you're right. And then you can go ahead and you can do your dance and you can be, hey, he don't know what the hell he talking about. But it's all good. It, you know, it's, it's all love, man, because this is what it is. I love to be entertained and I love entertaining you. So with that, you guys go ahead. Hold tight. We'll be back. We're going to we're gonna talk about some miscellaneous stuff, just events that we have over the weekend and everything like that, that you have some big money to it. And then um, also, I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the new media group that I'm launching as well, too. So you guys stay tight. We will be right back. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy. The primetime capper pop DBS. Hello, and thanks for listening to 12 Ounce. All right, we are back with the primetime angles radio show with your boy, the primetime capper pop DBS. And boy, oh boy, it's 10 minutes left in the show for the week. Y'all know, I hope the excitement is brewing throughout the day for you people. I hope that when you wake up in the morning, you know that, hey, I'm going to get the primetime angles at 1, 12, 11, 10, wherever you live at. Damn, you could be over in a different country right now. It's probably 7 o'clock at night for you. It don't matter, man. As long as you're listening to the best sports betting show in the land, I think you're going to be in a good place because we take... We stayed two steps ahead of the game last night. We showed you, we told you Carson Edwards was an absolute steal. Boston goes ahead and picks him up. Boston always has a good eye for talent. We also told you Romeo Langford would be a great fit for the Celtics. He winds up being on the Celtics as well, too. And also, me and Jeff said the safest bet in the uh, draft was DeAndre Hunter. Who, what does Atlanta do? They give up what they had to give up to go ahead and get that player to put their team into a different uh, stratosphere. As they uh, move move along, man. As they move along, um, literally. So pretty much, you guys be on the lookout this weekend as well too. We got uh, Jamal, Jamel. Uh, is it Jamel? Is it is we got Jamel Charlo going against um, Coda this weekend uh, at Mandalay Bay. I'm supposed to be at that fight, but right now I'm 50 50. There's some things going on with the business that I need to tend to and things like that. So hopefully I'll make it out there Sunday. And then also uh, the other Charlo twin is fighting in Houston next week on the 29th. I'm supposed to be at that event as well, too. So we'll see how that goes and everything like that. But I think that both Charlo brothers should be able to take care of their business with that. That's what they're supposed to do. And I think that um, they they will be a good, strong bet for uh, guys on knockouts. I'm thinking that um, the twin Charlo, uh, Jamel, should be able to uh, get his done pretty fast. Jamal, Jamal. Uh, should get his done pretty quickly on Sunday. Uh, I think that his fight won't go more than five rounds. So how you want to bet that one is if you go to the window, you make sure um, if you're in Vegas or if you're at a sports book or something, this is how you better. You go up there and say, I want to get the knockouts in between from uh, one to three. 
and four to six, just like I said to do for the Tyson Fury fight. And winds up that fight was over in the second round. So you guys really, really, really that was a monster come up right there because the early rounds were the biggest value of when that fight was going to end. And I think that if you put a lot into that, because it was a fight that was custom built for him to finish quickly. You know, with a guy that was ready to take some punches and do the whole bravado thing with him. So you, you come up in, you so you'll be able to come up with a bet like that. And then um, the other fights that's on the undercard, they're, they're kind of duds in a sense. You know, Rigando will probably go ahead and handle his business as well too. But you guys be on the lookout for Chris Colbert and Joey Spencer. Both these guys are up and coming prospects and they're really, 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 really good. But boxing has a, a lot of really, really, really good prospects right now. And I really, and really is so tough to be a champion in this sport. I never really realized that until I got really into the scene of what boxing is all about. You guys have to understand these guys that become champions and and then the way that they act after they're not champions there's a reason why because they really did work to the highest level to get to that moment you know what i mean people dog adrian broner all the time but he worked very hard to become a world champion though at the same time too but sometimes money changes you a little bit and it makes things it makes you feel like you can you can half-ass some things and do and take shortcuts and that's what the problem is with him right now but I will never sit up here and say that, hey, look at him. He's spending way too much money. Hey, he's the one getting punched upside his head, man. He can do whatever he wants with his money, man. That's what I say. Uh, let's go ahead and talk some quick WNBA, too, because, you know, the WNBA, I've been called the guru of that as well, too. A lot of people were like, you the best I've been, the best I've ever seen at it. And I'm just like, well, you know, I'm not going to. Take, I'm not going. Uh, you can say that, but I'm not going. I'm not going to take that to the bank because I win and I lose, man. And that's all I can say. I can't sit up in here and yeah, I let you guys say that. I don't want to say that, okay? And um, we got the Dream and the Sun tonight. The Dream coming in two and five. The Sun is eight and one. Let's go ahead and look at their last five games. Atlanta's won, lost their last four out of five, but they did win their last game at home against Indiana by ten. Uh, we got the Sun, who won their last five in a row, including uh, beating the defending champs by 14 points. And three of their games have been at home. So they those games, only one that was close was the game that was with the Mystics, who won, who they beat by eight. And the Mystics been on an absolute tear. Last night, they beat the Aces by 23. And the on Tuesday night, they beat the uh, Sparks by, almost, by 29. So literally, I'm, I'm kicking myself because... I said, damn, Mystics would be the right play here. And then the Mystics wind up winning. The Wings wind up winning last night by 15 as well, too, getting their second win of the season. Uh, this next game that we got here. So with this first game, I'm going to go ahead and take the 12 and a half on the Dream. I think that they do cover because the Sun aren't going to take them as seriously as they should. The Dream are going to keep this game a little bit. It's going to keep this game Consistent, and you got to understand the dog's been barking all week in the WNBA as well, too. The dog bet's been a very, very strong bet this week, and you guys got to understand it's just going to be like that sometimes. So, there it is. I do like the dream tonight to cover. I'm not going to say that they win the game, but they will cover the 12 and a half. And then we got the fever in the sky uh, Indiana versus Chicago tonight. Chicago versus Indiana, you know, and um. This one right here, to me, has the over written all over it. So that's where I'm going to go with this one right here is take the over 163 in this spot. 
fever in the sky. So that's how I feel with this one. I think that we'll be able to cash these tickets with this one. So there it is. Circle it up. Over 163 fever in the sky. And then last but not least, we got the good old Western Conference rivalry between two of the best uh, to ever do it in the league. They've been they they've been a part of this league since day one. Literally, it's the Storm and the Sparks, the LA Storm, LA Sparks and the Seattle Storm. And uh, the Sparks have lost their last two games in a row. Uh, Seattle did lose their last game as well. Um, after, but they were on a four-game uh, road streak as well too. They're going two and two. And then we have the Sparks who lost their last three out of five, but they've been without uh, Candace Parker as well too. So, with me with this game, with there's so much being lost on the side of the both teams. They got too many injuries right now, so it's tough to pick a winner because it's a two-point uh, spread on the Sparks to win tonight. They're minus 140 as well on the money line. But I'd much rather go ahead and take the under 154 in this spot. I think that they're going to be locking it up tonight, and they're not going to score as many points as it looks like. I think that they'll be they'll be getting to the 60s tonight or the sit at the highest, uh, you know, uh, 70 to 65 score, something of that nature. But I don't think that they get close to the 150s tonight. I think that we're going to stay a little well up under that. So I'm taking the under 154 in the spot. And I even had the hook there. But there it is once again for the WNBA. We got the 12 and a half on a dream. We got the over 163 with the fever in the sky. And then we got the under 154 with the sparks in the storm. Okay. And uh, literally, let me go ahead and make a quick, quick, quick announcement. We have my new media group called Prime Wave Media Group. So if you guys are interested in getting things, um, if you're in the sporting world and things like that, be ready for some of the best content that you will see in the MLB, in the NBA, NFL, boxing uh, specifically. Um, Also, I'm going to try to integrate some MMA in there as well. Get us some great shots of what's going on with the horse racing. Um, I'm going to be making some trips down to Del Mar. So hopefully I'm going to be able to get you guys some great interviews with the likes of Doug O'Neill. I'm going to even try to get Bob Baffert as well, too. But just be ready. I'm going to be I'm going to give you guys my own ESPN through YouTube and through Amazon as well, too. You guys just be ready. We're going to be we're going to be breaking a lot of barriers and we're going to be doing this all all together okay so prime wave media group you guys be on the lookout for us the youtube channel is already up i actually renamed renamed it from pop dbic tv so we got the first uh inklets and things like that of uh you know the movement and everything with the interviews and all that good stuff so you guys can go check that out prime wave media group the youtube page um you guys it still has all the same videos that it had up before about 50 videos with boxing uh interviews and things like that uh within y'all you guys can also catch my other interviews my other exclusive interviews with uh my partners uh fanatics views uh originals is Originals as well too. That's where I have my Clarissa Shields, Eddie Hearn, um, Leonard Ellerby, countless other interviews that I have in the boxing game as well too. But you guys be on the lookout. Prime Wave Media Group is on the way. I'm gonna be having a lot of merchandise and things of that nature in place for this group because we finally found a name, we finally found a niche, and this is the actual established business that I have in place and everything like that. So you guys be ready. You guys be ready, and you know we get big enough. I might be hiring soon, you know. So, 
It is what it is, man. Prime Wave Media Group. Put that on the front of your forehead. We're going to be having some great t-shirts, hoodies, cups, uh, socks. There's going to be a lot of uh, merchandising and things uh, for selling, everything like that, that you can put all around your house, memorabilia, things like that. But with that, I want to tell you guys, have a great weekend. Bet with your head, not with your heart. Make sure that you that you take your time. You don't overdo this thing. And if you're up big, just enjoy your family. Just that's all I say. Don't try to jump into this and think that you got you playing with house money and that you can free yourself up and then try to get that last little little pushover or that quick little two that quick two racks or something like that. If you up heavy. Just wait till Monday so then when the envelope comes, it's nice and chunky. We're getting to the end of the month. We got bills to pay. So just know, enjoy your weekend. That barbecue, something, go to the beach. If, you, if you're if you in the L.A. area, if you're in Vegas, you know, uh, go climb Red Rock, something like that. Not the casino, the actual mountains. And be careful, too, because they got snakes out there. So, yeah, man, with that, I want to thank you guys so much. Another great show, another great week. The sports stance is coming up after this uh, right now. So you guys be so you guys stay listening, baby. It is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Captain Pop DiBiase, and I'm out.